today we are going to start a brand new series, and uh, a brand new series is just called Where Miracles Live. I've been thinking about something for, for you know, several months and, and, and throwing some stuff uh, together and just kind of praying and, and thinking that this is the time that uh, just as we start a new season, a uh, new year, and uh, we, we look at things uh, personally, we kind of maybe, you know, where you've been in 2018 and, and where you're going. And here's what I know uh, personally, I know collectively as, as our church, individual, you know, whether it's a family or, or single person, that for you to do whatever God's called you to do, it's going to take a miracle, meaning something supernatural. Come on, would you agree with that? I mean, because if we read the Bible and you look at your and my life, sometimes I look at it and go, to go from there to there, to, to see that, to, to, to walk in that, to have that, I'm going, I don't possess that in me myself. I'm going to have to believe that God's going to do something in me, through me, with me, to me, around me, to cause that to come to pass. And that would be a miracle, a miracle. And yet the Bible over and over and over, from the, from the beginning to the end, talks about miracles that they're just part of the Bible. It's not something where you go, they don't exist, or it's just, you know, like some dream somebody had, or, or somebody got something, somebody didn't get something, or you have to work up to something. No, we, we find miracles from the very beginning to the end for people that you'd say qualify for one, and for some people that go, they didn't even do nothing, and they got a miracle. So, so I, I just want to, for the next several weeks, as we kind of look at this, we'll take a break. Next week, we've got a missionary coming to town, so we're going to have a great time next week, our missionary to Columbia. He'll be here with us, he and his family. Uh, but, but for this week, and then a couple weeks after that, just want us to look at this thought just about where miracles live. And, and we'll get real super practical. I'm a pastor. I'm not some guy that's on the road giving you the best you know, message I've got, kind of one and done. Every week I've got to come up here and give you something that's going to hold you. Come on, everybody. <laughs> so so, so uh, uh, let me just kind of set the stage where we're going to go for the next several weeks, just give you kind of some parameters that I wrote down. Uh, these aren't anything new. These won't wow you, but just kind of get you, get you on the same page what I'm thinking because I think if we all think together, we'll be able to grow together, and then we'll be able to learn together, and by the end of this uh, series, we'll be able to say, I, I'm, I'm going to believe something maybe I didn't believe when I went into it, that God can just still do something in my life and with me in my situation. Come on, anybody still believing something in 2019 that didn't happen in 2018? Come on, anybody beside me? Come on, you still got your, Come on, you still believing? Come on, anybody still believing? Yeah. Yeah, me too. So just because it's a new year doesn't mean my believing stopped. I got to keep believing. I got to keep expecting. And so uh, j- just uh, let's just kind of go this way for a few minutes, give you a couple one-liners. Uh, miracles involve power. They involve power. Really, when you look at it from the, from the Bible perspective, is that miracles are where something from another realm intersects something in this realm. Something supernatural intersects something natural. Something in the God realm interferes and gets all around with something in the man realm. Uh, we, we see all kinds of miracles. Now, we use miracles. We use a word like this uh, very flippantly. You, you'll see, you know, like, for instance, we've got a guy in the church, a, a husband and wife, Big Al and Jasmine. Uh, they just had their second baby. Come on. They, they you know, got a little baby girl. So uh, they got Brooklyn. Now they have London. They've got, they're, they're calling their, all their children are going to be cities. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I told them that there's a city in Indiana called Gary, but they didn't like that. Gary, Indiana. They, they didn't like that name. But anyway, uh, 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 but, but you know, sometimes when somebody has a baby, right, we say that's a miracle. That's not a, that's not a miracle. I mean, that's a man coming together with a woman, and that's what you get. 
We call it a miracle, right? We call it a miracle. And I, and I get it. I mean, I, I get it. But, but, but a miracle is where this, this, this no longer is here. This is like gone. This podium, that is here that you can, and all of a sudden it's gone. Uh, there's things in the Bible that we see miracles of healing. We see, we see sun stand still. The, the Bible says with Joshua that it was a miracle never before happened before. Uh, and so we, we see all that kind of stuff in the Bible. And, 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 and yet, I, I want to know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying today I'm kind of going, hey, I'm on my bicycle, I want the sun to be up a little longer, sun stand still, and God's going to hear me. He's not going to do that. He's already set something in the solar system. He's already set something in place that it's going to be just like he said it. So you're not going to control God with the miracle you need. But there's a way to cooperate with God in the miracle he wants to give you. So I want to find out how I can cooperate with God more, how I can tap into more who God is so I can have what he says I can have and walk it. Because there's things in my life and things in your life you're going to face in 2019 that you are going to need a miracle. Come on, everybody. You're going to need a miracle. You're going to need something in your body. You're going to need something around you. And, and, and what we just said a moment ago, Isaiah 41.10, you don't have to fear. You don't have to go crazy. Ah, God's not going to hear me. No, we're going to believe that there's going to be a place in your life right now where miracles live. Come on, somebody say amen, amen, amen. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote a letter. He wrote about two-thirds of the New Testament uh, from, from, from you know Corinthians, Romans, all, all the way through several books. And he had more revelation on who Jesus was after his death, burial, and resurrection, really, than any other of the apostles. And he wrote it, and of course, it's in one of these 66, or many of his books, or you know, the letters he wrote are in, in this combination of this thing we call the Bible, individual letters, 66 individual letters, or books we call them, that make up this, this conglomerate called the Bible. And he says something in the book of Ephesians. I just want to encourage you. If you've never kind of like delved, if you're not the person that read and kind of like skimming through the Bible, let me encourage you. One book you need to just delve into and never get your teeth out of it for the rest of your life is the book of Ephesians. Because the book of Ephesians is going to talk to you more about who you are, more about who Jesus is, and going to show you things that are going to be with you really for the rest of your life. There's three specific prayers in the book of Ephesians that we would encourage you to pray regularly. One of them is found in Ephesians chapter 1. I just want to look at this one scripture, not this whole prayer that Paul prays, but this one scripture, because in this one scripture, again, I'm just uh, not trying to get too teachy here, but the, but the New Testament what was written in the Greek language. And so for us, we don't speak Greek, and, and some of these words that we see that we kind of gloss over, we don't maybe understand some of what the words mean, and, and we just kind of read through them. But, but Paul writes to the Ephesians, and, and, and he he talks to them about this prayer that God wants to show them something. God wants them to know something. He wants them to know the hope of his calling. He wants them to know the inheritance that they have. And then he comes to this one part, this third part of this prayer, and he says this in, in, in Ephesians 1, verse 19. Notice what he says here. He says, he wants you to know what is the exceeding greatness of of his power. He, again, Paul wants you to know what is the exceeding greatness of his God's power that is towards you. It's towards you, or we'd say it's for you, 
who believe. Come on, how many believers? How, come on, how many believers? So, so this is power for you if you believe. For you if you believe. For you because you're a believer according to the working of His mighty power. Now, I didn't do this. I should have done it, so forgive me. I thought I did it. But, but, but uh, underline. It, come on, you guys that can underline. You guys that are looking in your Bible or kind of on the screen here. Paul says, I want you to know the exceeding greatness uh, of His power. I want you to know. I want you to know personal up close. That's what no means. Knows intimate. Knows not just happenstance. Knows not what somebody else knows. I want you to know personally, up close, intimately, intimately, that this power, here's his first word, his power to you who believe according to, notice these three words, working of his mighty power. We've got power, working, mighty power. Power, working, mighty power. Power, working, mighty power. Somebody said, this is the most powerful scripture in the entire Bible. Because in the Greek language, the Apostle Paul used four what we would call mighty, powerful, all-encompassing, wonderful, heavenly, miraculous words to show what happened in you and for you and is available to you because you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. When you make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, he says there was this thing that Paul summarizes in the next several scriptures called resurrection power that's now available to you. And it, it's, it's unlocked in your and my life if we just do this one thing called believe. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, how's your believing going? Come on, how's your believing going? Come on, how's your, are you a believer? Come on, are you a believer? Be a believer, not a doubter. Come on. Some of you are going, I ain't saying nothing. That's all right. That's all right. These four words, notice on the screen, I know we're going to give them to you this morning. Look at this. These four words in this original language, Greek, translated into, into English, it means this. The first word power means strength. It means strength. Uh, the word working means energy. The word mighty means ability. And the word, this last power is a different word power. It means dominion. It means dominion. So Paul prays this, this prayer that makes it in this letter c combined in your and my Bible that is now available to you and me if we'll just believe its power. <laughs> he wants us to know the exceeding greatness of his power, of his strength, according to whoever believes, whoever's towards you, whoever believes. Makes no difference if, if you're black, white, Hispanic, man, woman, old, young, rich, poor, whatever, whoever believes, you've got the ability to tap into these four words that are already for you, will already bring you into wherever you're at and take you to where you need to go, regardless of what it looks like right now, this is available for you in 2019. Come on, somebody. It's available. So I just kind of set myself to refuse to go the rest of 2019, like Paul says to the Corinthians, y'all are acting like just normal folk. He says, you're acting just like mere men. You're just believing and going through life like everybody else. You're doing the husband-wife thing like everybody else. You're raising your kids like everybody else. You're believing like everybody. You're doing business like everybody. You're serving the boss like everybody else. Why don't you believe there's miraculous power available to you? 
That'll change your attitude, work in your body, change your kids, change your family, change your outlook, deal with you now, deal with you for the rest of the year, and deal with you for the rest of your life. Come on, everybody. I, I believe God wants to show us that there's miracles where we live right here, right now. Power, ability, energy, strength, it's dominion. God wants you, I, I believe this, God wants you to know there's strength, that there is energy, there's ability, there's dominion, listen, in your mouth. It's in your mouth. It's in your mouth. So listen, for the rest of the day, I want to talk, talk to you uh, uh, just about this, is that I really believe miracles live in your mouth. I, I believe so many of us have talked, uh, have talked our way out of God doing something supernatural in our life, or we've talked our way out of God doing anything beyond the normal in our life, that, that somehow God caps us, or, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, believe, I, I believe this, that God could maybe do this, but, but God can't do this. Uh, or I've, I've seen God do this for them, but I, I don't qualify because I, I'm not them. Listen, God doesn't give any qualifications to anybody. He just simply says, it's towards you that believe. If you believe, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, He says there's power, there's energy, there's strength, there's authority, there's dominion, there's help. Come on, there's everything you need that will get you out of where you're at and get you where you need to be. Get you out of sickness into health. Come on, everybody. Get you out of fear into having God and you just say, that fear's gone in my life. It will change you. There is miracle power available every day this year for you if you just believe. Uh, now, now we got to say this though, because here, here's here's the truth of this. Before we get really talking about your mouth and and, and about the words, we we, we we've got to do something with putting something in our heart. And, and the reason we got to talk about that just for a second here is because Jesus said He said, "Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is going to speak." So, 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 so maybe, maybe we need to step back just a second and say, okay, you know, uh, you know, Pastor Gary, are you one of those dudes, you saying, you know, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it? No, 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 no. But I'm going to tell you today that I believe in the authority and the power of the Word of God, and I believe in the authority and the power of the Word of God given to whoever believes it, and we're going to talk about it today, and hopefully bend the needle a little bit and convince you that you can speak the Word of God over your situation and your life, and the miraculous power of the Word of God can work for you if you will just believe it. You're not a victim. <laughs> You're not a victim. You're not under anything. Come on. The Bible says, it, come on, the Word of God will take you from where you're at, again, and it will lift you up and bring you out from among them, whatever them is, and bring you to a place where you can walk in wholeness and strength and vitality and, and soundness of mind. That is the power of the gospel for whoever believes. Come on, one more time. Any believers in the room? Any believers in the room? Yeah, yeah. But here's the key, what Jesus said. You know, Jesus said, you know, he said, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth's going to speak. So here's what we could say. Whatever is in you in abundance will come out of your mouth in abundance. So whatever is in you in abundance is going to come out of you. So if you've got, again, again today, fear, if you've got worry, if you've got not going to happen, if you've got I don't qualify, if you've got I, I, I'll never be, then that's what's going to keep coming out of you. So we're not just saying, because we could teach a parrot, <laughs> come on, people have done this, 
taught a parrot to speak certain things. So we're not talking about just saying something, but something's got to be in you first where you are convinced that a miracle can happen, that God can work in me, that God can work in my situation, that it doesn't matter what it looks like right now, that 2019, my life can change and I can have a miracle right here, right up here in Chula Vista. Come on, Northern TJ, I can have a miracle right here. Come on, everybody. Romans chapter 10. Look at this now. Romans chapter 10. Maybe you're here today and you go, man, this is brand new to me. I've never heard anyone case before. Well, uh, man, how, how do I get in on this? How do I get in on this? Let me tell you how you begin the journey and how this journey continues. Here's what it says in Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you'll confess with your mouth, here's how you get saved. Here's how you make Jesus the Lord of your life. Doesn't come to church, doesn't say buy a, you know, get a bumper sticker, doesn't say have a big old Bible, you know, have a big Bible on your coffee table and you're going to be saved. Didn't say do something great for somebody else and you can be saved. Didn't say pray the rosary and you'll be saved. Here's how you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Here's what it says. That if you'll confess, speak, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe. Here's those two things we said. Confess or say and believe. In your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The word saved is a rich word, guys. We'll talk about it in a moment. You'll be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, here it is again, the mouth, the mouth, the mouth, your words, confession, saying something, saying something is made unto, listen, we could say, your salvation. So we find out how a person gets born again. How a person, the miracle of a person going from death to life, going from I don't know God to now I have a relationship with God, starts with believing something and saying something. The miraculous power of God to change a dead spirit and cause it to be a born-again spirit starts with believing something and saying something. And that pattern is true in every area of your life. It starts with being born again. It starts with me allowing God to work in my life. Where I see I've come to a place of need, I need a Savior. I'm a sinner. I repent. I change my mind. And so I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. How do I make Jesus the Lord of my life? Do I just think it? Do I just want it? Do I hope I, I get in? Do, do, does somebody got to pray me out of where I'm at into heaven? No, I don't need nobody, but I can just do one of these two things and then combine these two things. First, I've got to believe. If I believe, if I believe, if I believe, then I'll speak and I'll say, Jesus, be my Lord. The Bible says when you do that, you're going to be saved. You're going to be saved. You can do that right now today, right there in your little green chair. <laughs> We're going to pray at the end of the service if you don't know Jesus is Lord. That begins your journey. But the journey doesn't end with you believing and speaking. It only begins. Because the miraculous, the miracle that gets you to be born again by believing and speaking will continue through your entire life and change every area of your life as you believe and speak the Word of God. Come on, am I helping anybody so far? So let's just say it this way. Look on the screen. Got a couple thoughts for you. That the, mirror, the confession, the confession of who Jesus is releases what Jesus has. What do you mean? The confession of who He is. He's Lord. He's Lord. He's Lord. You're Lord of my life. Releases what He has. What does He have? Salvation for you. Sal 
So you saying, you just saying the confession of who He is. I say, Jesus, your Lord. Your Lord. Your Lord over my spirit, my soul, my body. Your Lord over my mind, my will, my emotions, my intellect. Your Lord over my decisions, my ambitions, my motive, my desires. Your Lord in my life. I give you Lord. Your Lord over my body. Your Lord. I give you the Lordship. Your Lord of my sexuality. Your Lord of my marriage. Your Lord of my child training. You are Lord. It releases what He has. Salvation in every area for me and for you when you just acknowledge and believe it and speak it. Come on, everybody. I'm about to, I'm about to wave a hanky up here in a minute. I'm telling you. Your confession, notice, precedes, your confession of salvation precedes the possession of salvation. Your confession of it. Your confession that I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm sa- your confession, your believing and confession of it precedes the possession of it. In other words, you never possess it until you believe it and you say it. You believe it and you say it. You don't think it. You don't want it, you don't desire it, you believe it, and you say it. Now, salvation, and the word saved here from what Paul writes, the Apostle Paul in in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, again, this word saved or salvation is a rich, rich word. It actually means salvation. Saved means salvation. It means healing. It means preservation. It means deliverance. It means soundness of mind. It means safety. So when you say, Jesus is Lord of my life, and I believe in my heart, and I say with my mouth, a miracle happens. You go from a dead spirit to a live spirit. You go from not a child of God to now you are a child of God. You go from, I don't have any benefits, I don't have any inheritance, I'm going through life like everybody else, I don't know God, I don't know what belongs to me spiritually, to now everything He has for you is for you because now you are a child of God. You don't have to earn it, you don't have to work for it, you just got your name under His name, Father God and sons and company. Come on, everybody. So everything he has is now for you and for me, right? It's for you and for me. So it belongs to me. So now I'm not going to come to the table and say, can I get something to eat? I'm going to say whatever's on the table that my father's prepared is for me because I'm a son. My kids never... Never come into the house anymore. And I got grown kids and my grandkids. I told them, don't never ask me never, ever, ever again if you can eat anything in my house. Whenever you come to my house, whatever is there is for you. And you know what? They abuse the policy. Yes, they do. Come on, anybody like me, you ever hid some food in the back of the fridge? Come on, come on, anybody, come on, anybody hid some food? And all of a sudden, them kids are going in there like this, and they know, come on, they know something's back there. Jesus. Would to God we all would be like that when it comes to our inheritance. Come on, everybody. I know there's some peace back up in there somewhere. Come on, I know it belongs to me. I just got to find it. I got to believe it, because it doesn't look like I got no peace in my life right now. But I know it's in the fridge, because it belongs to my father. Come on, man. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Come on, believe and speak that Jesus is Lord. Come on, say that with me. Jesus is Lord. So, so, so listen, salvation, the salvation, it must do something supernatural in your life. It's got to do something supernatural in your life. But it takes spiritual activation. And the spiritual activation for you to have a miracle is 
your mouth. You've got to get your mouth moving. You've got to get your mouth moving. Come on, you've got to get your mouth moving. I would encourage you to read the Bible sometimes out loud. Get your mouth moving. Get your mouth moving. Read the Bible out loud. And when you read it, say, that belongs to me. Again, Ephesians 1. Just read Ephesians 1. Come on, read it. How, how many of y'all take the pledge? Listen, God won't strike you down. But how many of y'all just say, I'm going to read Ephesians 1 this week? Come on. You, you, come on. Ephesians 1. I'm going to read Ephesians 1. Read Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Don't look on the screen, but listen to me. It's not going to be there. But listen. It says, it says, God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He has. So you read it and you go, you read it out loud. You go, God has blessed me with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. And so you just go, I'm blessed, 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 I'm blessed. My marriage is blessed. My kids are blessed. My business is blessed. My body's blessed. I'm blessed. You blessed me with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. I'm in Christ. I'm a child of God. I made Jesus Lord in my life. He's Lord. I believe. I confess. I'm blessed. I'm not trying to get blessed. I'm not wanting to get blessed. My checking account hadn't changed. I'm still blessed. Come on, I got that old car out there. I'm still blessed. I call that old car blessed. Come on, you're going to get me to work today. Come on, that's a blessed car. Come on, whatever. Come on, everybody. I'm blessed. I'm, God's good. Come on, I'm blessed. Not trying to be blessed. I'm looking at my wife with curlers. You're blessed. Come on, huh? you're blessed. You know, I'm look, come on, whatever you I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Then you keep reading. He chose me in Christ before the foundation. He chose me. I'm chosen. 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 I'm chosen by God. I'm chosen by God. I'm chosen by God. God chose me before the foundation. Before the foundation of the world. He didn't wait till I'm born and go, man, you look pretty good. You're a skinny little white guy. I like you. He said, no, 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 no. When I was a fat kid and didn't serve God, he loved me. He chose me. I'm chosen by God. Chose to be what? Holy without blame. Holy. I'm holy. He chose me to be holy. He chose me to be He chose me to be holy. He oh, I'm not trying to be holy. He chose me to be holy. So since he chose me to be holy, I can be holy. I'm gonna quit canon to be, and I am. I am. I am right now. I am. Man. Jesus. The miracle is in your mouth. Miracles. Live in your mouth. I wish God would do something for me. Speak the word. Release the power of the word of God in your life. Jesus taught this principle. We've said it many times. Uh, in fact, I was going over my notes. We, we talked about it in the summer. In Mark eleven twenty three. the parameters of the story is that Jesus comes to a tree. And it's a fig tree and he's expecting something to eat. And there's no, no figs on it. So he says, uh, he just curses the tree, and he goes to the city of Jerusalem, comes back the next day, and the tree's dried up. And Peter says, look, the tree you cursed is dried up. And Jesus, says, have, have, Jesus just says, have faith in God. And then he says, he uses that as a teaching example, and he says this in Mark eleven twenty three. He says, assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, he's, he's talking about this tree, but he's then saying this problem, this difficulty, this situation, this natural thing that you're dealing with in life, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and, and be cast in the sea and doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done, he or she will have whatever he says. He'll have whatever he says. He has whatever he says. Now, now again, for, for not taking time, too much time here, uh, but, but, but we've talked at length at this. you have to look up a, a teaching somewhere. Uh, but we've talked at length about this, that, that in this uh, scripture, four times the word say or says is used. 
And they are three different words. Three different Greek words. So we've got to know that a little bit. So Jesus says this, Assuredly, I say to you. Assuredly, I lego you. That's the Greek word, lego. Come on, legos. Lego. The lego that you get your kids is a systematic set discourse. It is a building block. Legos are individual building blocks that when you systematically attach them, they make something. Every Lego comes with a box. And the box shows you that when you attach all those Legos together, here's what it looks like. And so what God says, Jesus says, is I am going to give you a systematic building block that when you keep saying to your situation, it will change your situation to look like this. Here is peace. Here is joy. Here is patience. Here is love. Here is healing. Here is marriage. Here is kids. Here is people who love God. Speak. Here's some scripture. Speak this every day. Say it. Every day say it. I believe in my heart and I say it with my mouth. I believe it in my heart and God gave me a Lego. And so I'm going to say I'm blessed. I'm blessed. My marriage is blessed. Here's a Lego. Boom. And every day your life becomes more and more like the picture God designed for you. Doesn't happen overnight. But listen to me. Doesn't happen by accident either. And pretty soon, if we're not careful, we sometimes, like Legos in real life happen, where you go through the life and you think, you think that, I, that that's the way the picture should be, but there's Legos all over the floor. <laughs> and they should be showing something, but, but, but I, I, I've got to come back and I've got to pick up the Word of God and attach it so that that looks just like the Word of God. My life looks just like the Word of God. Because Jesus, come on, Jesus, I didn't say this. I'm just reporting what Jesus said. Jesus said, you can have whatever you say. I, I, I don't I make it up. That's what he said. And I, Come on, anybody believe Jesus in the room? Come on, I believe Jesus in the room. So, 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 so let's just work this out just a couple seconds here more. Is that confession, this confession, the word confession actually means to say the same thing. Say what God's Word says about you. Say what God's Word says about your situation. It means to say the same thing. It doesn't mean to say anything different. Just say what God says about you. And the miraculous power of the Word of God can come to work and move from an unseen realm to a seen realm. From a supernatural realm to a natural realm. From where Mary says to Gabriel, Just be it unto me according to your... Gabriel, whatever you've said that you've heard from God the Father, I just say yes to it. Let it be to me according to your word. Boom. Divine conception happens inside her. And something starts working in her that wasn't working in her before. And something begins working in you that wasn't working in you in 2018. All because you just decide to believe something and say something. That's just too easy. I don't, I don't know if I believe that. Well, then you're not going to receive that. And it's not going to happen in your life. Because it's to whoever wills. But how about you? But I want to see something supernatural happen in my life this year. Come on, anybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, there's a guy, don't, don't, don't turn, we just got to kind of get through this this morning a little bit. There, there's a guy in Ma- Ma- um, Matthew chapter 8, don't, don't look at the scripture there guys, just, just I'll tell the story. He's a centurion, he's got a servant home, uh, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented, Jesus said I'll come heal him, and, and the servant says this, the servant says this, he said Jesus, you don't even, I'm not even worthy for you to come to my house. Remember he just says, speak the word only. He just said, you don't need to come to my house, just speak the word only. Just speak the word only. Jesus then later said, I've never seen such great faith, not even in Israel. He, he called, Jesus equated great faith with not needing me to show up in everybody's life, but just by believing the authority of who I am and believing the authority and the power of the word of God. It would change and it would, re, it would release power no matter if you're in the person's presence or if it's somewhere else. Because the centurion was here face-to-face with Jesus, and yet the servant of the centurion was home somewhere else. And the centurion just said, Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. Just say the word right here. Just speak the word right here. And my servant that's over there is going to get healed. It's going to get healed. And Jesus says, I've not even seen such great faith, not even in Israel. So listen to me. You don't need a house call from Jesus. You just need a word from Jesus. Come on, we just believe the Word of God. Just just believe the Word of God. And we can have miracles every single day show up in our life. We call them miracles, but I'm just simply saying something supernatural from God just show up and we consistently see a building block. We consistently see change. And, and it might be a roller coaster with the, and with the devil tempts you and, and it looks like it's going down. And that, that's where you're just going to have to double up on the Word of God say, no, this is what the Word of God says because I'm not going to be moved by what I see or what I feel or what it looks like. The Word of God is settled in heaven and God you're going to back up your word. Amen, everybody? The, the book of Hebrews says this, in, in Hebrews chapter 1. It says that Jesus is, in one translation says it this way, that Jesus is upholding and he's maintaining and he's guiding and he's propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. I love that. He, he, he's upholding. That's what it says. It talks about creation. He's upholding. He's maintaining. He's guiding and he's propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. Well, what if all year long you would think about that, that, that my life, my life as a student, my life as a single mom, my life as a couple, my, my business, at work, or whatever, my life as a Christian, my life is going to be upheld and maintained and guided and propelled by the mighty word of his power. So I'm going to allow the word of God to have entrance in my heart and I'm going to believe it and I'm going to speak it regardless of what, it's look, what it looks like right now. Because how many know when we got the Hubble telescope and we got all these kind of little spacecrafts going everywhere and they're seeing galaxies that we've never seen before? Guess what? The word of his power is still going out in the universe. (laughs) And if we can see it now in our generation, how much more should we think if that's what God did when he caused creation, that it is still going, it is still moving, it is still, you know, light is still going 186,000 miles per second, that the power of his word of God is going to affect me and work in my situation. Come on, somebody say amen. It says this in Hebrews 3.1. It says, therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, Consider the apostle and high priest of your confession, Christ Jesus. Consider him. That's the word. Listen. Consider him. Consider him. Holy brother. He calls you holy. Holy brother. Holy sister. <laughs> partakers. We're all partakers of the heavenly calling. Consider the apostle. He's a sent one. The apostle's a sent one. He's a sent one. And he's a high priest. He's residing. He's presiding. He's a high priest of your confession. So, so let's... Let, let, let me ask you, 
if he's watching over what you said, and he's the high priest of your confession, if what you're saying, if he said yes to, that it's coming to pass, you might not even be alive today. Meaning, I'm sick, I'm dying, I'm broke, I'm tired, my marriage is over, my kids hate me. You're alone, you're in a cave somewhere. You might be dead. So I'm sure glad that everything I have said hasn't come to pass. Anybody beside me? But on the flip side, the Bible says that he desires to rule and reign, and he desires to be Lord over my life in every area of my life. One of those members is my tongue. And if I'll teach my tongue to speak what the Word of God says, you and I, I will, you will as well, have more and more miraculous power of the Word working in your life, where the confession of who He is will begin residing in you and changing your everyday life this year than never before. Again, makes no difference where you're at right now. Begin where you're at right now and begin releasing the power of the Word of God that is unchanging, where Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. They will work in every generation to whoever works it, whoever believes it, and whoever speaks it, that the miracle power of the Word of God can just reside right there where you live in 2019. Amen, everybody? Proverbs says this in Proverbs 12. It says the tongue of the wise, look at that, the tongue of the wise produces, pr promotes health. The tongue of the wise. Ha, 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 what are you saying with your tongue? Is it producing health? Is it producing health? It's almost like the Proverbs. The Proverbs says here, you can talk your way to health. You can talk your way to health. You can talk your way into sickness. And it seems like that's what he's saying. The tongue of the wise. It's just going to promote. It's going to promote. It's going to promote. Proverbs 21 says, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Keeps his soul from trouble. You just guard your tongue, guard your mouth. <laughs> Man, I'm not going to say that. Come on, anybody besides... There's so many times like during fasting and prayer this past, past few weeks, you know, last week, I, I, I about said something to Kimberly. I went, I, 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 no, I'm just not going to say that. My spirit becoming, you know, saying no to some food, and my spirit becoming alive saying, just don't, just don't say that. Just don't say that. It works in every area of your life. We, 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 we see this in, in Ephesians. Let me just give you a couple more thoughts. Ephesians concerning just, just personal relationships at home with, with husbands and wives. And we'll talk just a minute with parents, with kids. And we'll talk just real quickly in closing with intrapersonal relationships. In Ephesians 5, Apostle Paul says this, Husbands, love your wives. Just as, that's a pretty high standard, just as or even as, Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Notice this. Husbands, love your wives. How? Just as. Woo! Come on, help me, Jesus. Just like Christ loves the church, just like he loves me. But notice what he says, that he might sanctify her and cleanse her. How? By the washing of water by the word. What's that mean? You mean you're supposed to get my Bible up there when Kimberly's taking a shower and get my Bible, my, come on, my 66 books, and scrub her down? No, that's not what I'm talking about. What's it saying? Me as a husband, and I believe this is flipped, but the husband in the Bible is always the aggressor. The man is always the aggressor. <laughs> it says, you as a man, and then you as a wife as well, take the Word of God and speak it and release it over your spouse. Don't say... What you see, say what the Word says. Don't say what you feel in the heat of the moment. <laughs> don't say out of anger. Don't say out of bitterness. Don't say out of rage. Don't say out of resentment. Release the Word of God. And here's what He says. You sanctify and you cleanse, meaning you set apart 
and you purify each other by the words you speak. The power of God's word. It washes the stain. It washes the contamination. That's what it says. It gets that stuff out. So I set apart Kimberly. You'll set apart your spouse. Sanctify. That's what it means. Set them apart. I'm, I, I see this. And, and we're not talking about in front of them. We're talking about this is your private time. This is your prayer time. Lord, my wife's going through this. My husband's going through this. Uh, a difficulty at work. Challenge at work. Or we're, man, we feel distant. Something's going on. So, Father God, I pray the love of God for our heart would be expressed more and more. Father God, I pray that I'd be a person of peace and that I wash them with the word and help them today. You just begin praying. You just begin praying. And what happens is the word of God begins washing, separating them from the contaminations of the world. He goes on to say, Paul, Paul says this in another book, right after, a couple books after Ephesians, in Colossians 3. He talks about fathers. Again, again, the head of the household, he's talking about fathers. Uh, don't, don't provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Don't provoke them. Don't provoke them. Don't provoke them. Provoke is a word that means you're coming against them verbally. Don't provoke them. Why? You want a miracle in your kid? You want a miracle with your kids? Don't drive them away. Speak the word of God. He says, lest they become discouraged. You don't want to discourage your kids. You want to encourage your kids. And discouragement and or encouragement comes by the release of words. So he says, speak the word of God. Speak the word of God. A challenging scripture. My gosh. Ephesians. Again, you want to read the book, man. It'll challenge you every single day of your life. Ephesians 4, 29 interpersonal relationships. We've got husbands, we've got wives, we've got kids. Now we've got with just with everybody. Look what he says in Ephesians 4.29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Help me, Jesus, up in here. But only that which is helpful, building others up to their needs. That'll benefit them. So if I want a miracle in my family, I want a miracle with my kids, I want a miracle in the people around me, how come nobody loves me? Maybe, maybe, maybe you've got some unwholesome talk coming out of your mouth. I just need a miracle of some friends. How about you change what you believe and what you speak around the office, around other relationships? Let's see what God begins doing. I want to speak words that, are uphold, that uphold people and bring people up and lift people up and, and don't load them down. And I want, I want to speak words where, where my wife wants me around and, and we just don't put up with each other. We've been married for 34 years. How many of you know after 34 years, you kind of know each other's touchy spots? And when you get kind of nasty, you want to go to those touchy spots. How about you stop that? Just say, I need a miracle up in my marriage. Come on, I don't want to endure the next, you know, 25 years of marriage. I don't want to be 80 or 90 and be, hey, hey, my wife, hey. I want to keep washing her. I'm going to keep washing her. Keep washing her. So, so there's, there, there's a word um, in the Old Testament, uh, in the New Testament as well, is, is a word called prophecy. Let me, just, let me just close right here. Prophecy. Bible prophecy from the book of Corinthians it says this, a gift of prophecy. It's given for three ways. Again, that's a God word that God gives you. But I'm using this word at its broadest sense. The gift of prophecy means that you're going to build someone up by giving them strength. You're going to build them up. You're going to edify them. Build them up. Build them up. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking about this with your, your my words. I'm going to see a miracle. What I'm going to do, I'm going to use my words. I'm going to let God speak through me. And I'm going to build people up. 
I'm going to encourage them. The second part, second definition of the word prophecy means it is given for edification, encouragement, encourage them. I'm, I'm gonna, uh, encourage means I'm, I'm going to speak something that just kind of puts some B12 in you. Get some, come on, get, come on, get you a, get you a monster drink in you. Get, get, keeps you going, keeps you going, keeps you going. Encourage you. And the last thing it says is going to bring you comfort and peace. Prophecy going to bring you peace, going to comfort you. It's not going to agitate you. So I want my words. If I'm going to see the miracle power of God in the relationships around me, my life included, but in the relationships around me, I, 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 I want God to get a hold of my mouth. I believe it. I believe it. But now I've got to speak it. I've got to release encouragement. I've got to build people up. I've got to encourage them. I've got to bring them comfort and peace. And I can do that if I've got something, if I've got something in me. There's a miracle right where you live, right where you live, and that miracle is in your mouth. If you begin taking the Word of God and putting the Word of God in your heart and begin releasing it over your situation, over the confusion, over the stuff that you're dealing with this year, God's given you a Lego, and every day you come to the Word of God. You're thinking about something. You go, ah, no, I'm not going to say that. What's the Word of God say? I'm going to say this. And God says, right on. You just got a Lego, and that's being built. And that picture of the Word of God, whatever you're speaking, you're going to see more and more of it this year than you ever have. I don't know if you'll see the completion of it, but you're building something in your life that's never going to be able to be torn down. Come on, how many know the Word of God is forever settled? Can you say amen? Come on, let's give God a hand. Let's give God a praise this morning. Yeah, amen. Come on, bow your head, close your eyes. Would you do that this morning? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you've been with us from the time we began singing, from the time we entered this property, joining together as one, as a body right here. So, Father, I thank you right now that as we're drawing close to this service here, doesn't mean you're done, doesn't mean you're through, but, Father God, our, our hope and our trust is that you are beginning a new thing in us this year. Do a new thing, oh God do a new thing. We're going to believe you. We're going to trust you. We're going to press in a little bit harder this year than ever before. We're doing that last week with prayer and fasting. So right now, with every head bowed, your eyes closed, come on, no one looking around. Just give everyone the right to privacy. We just say, might say that this is the most holy time in the, in the service. It's just you and God. It's not you and your spouse or you and your friend or even you and me. It's just you and God. You're here today. You just say, as we said earlier at the beginning of the message, that you don't know God. Maybe you're here and you're away from God. You don't know Jesus. You're, you're...